Shabbat Shalom. It's my privilege to share with you God's Word today, and we're looking at the book of the prophet Hosea. Hosea the prophet, chapters 1 to 3. We won't cover all the passage, but we will, first of all, recap the message of the prophet Hosea. Hosea the prophet was bidden by God to marry and he had three children. Each of them had a special name that signified judgment. In chapter 1 of Hosea, we see that we read of the birth of the children and the meanings of their names. In chapter 2 of the prophet Hosea, God charges his people with unfaithfulness and he pronounces sentence over his people in verse 6 God says therefore behold I will hedge up your way with thorns and wall her in so that she cannot find her paths that's a reference to the nation of Israel she will chase her lovers but not overtake them Yes, she will seek them but not find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband, for then it was better for me than now. Israel's true husband is the Lord himself, and her lovers are the idols that she worshipped. The second, therefore, is in verse 9. Therefore I will return and take away my grain in its time and my new wine in its season and will take back my wool and my linen given to cover her nakedness. So the two therefores speak of judgment but then the Lord changes the note of judgment and replaces his threat of judgment with the promise of mercy. In chapter 2 of Hosea, verse 14, Therefore, behold, I will allure her will bring her into the wilderness and speak comfort to her. I'll give her her vineyards from there and the valley of Achor as a door of hope. The valley of Achor is the valley of trouble. Achor means trouble. And the Lord 
foretells the time when they will go through a deep valley of trouble but that it will that they will emerge into a door of hope the very trouble that they suffer will be a door of hope and continues to say she shall sing there as in the days of her youth as in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt and then a promise in verse 19 I will betroth you to me forever yes I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice in loving kindness and mercy I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord that is God's promise to his people I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord I will betroth you to me forever the nation is promised mercy and the betrothal he speaks of is a restoration to blessing and mercy our text is verse 19 of chapter 2 i will betroth you to me forever yes i will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice in loving kindness and mercy i will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the lord three times god speaks of betrothing his people to himself once again as with israel so with repentant sinners god betroths them forever to himself he said to the nation of israel i will betroth you to me in righteousness in judgment in loving kindness in mercies in faithfulness let's look at those promises god says to israel i'll betroth you to me in righteousness that takes us back to Isaiah chapter 45 Isaiah 45 and verse 21 Tell and bring forth your case yes let them take counsel together who has declared this from ancient time who has told it from that time have not i the lord and there is no other god besides me a just god and a savior there is none besides me god here 
announces his righteousness. I'll betroth you to me in righteousness. I'll betroth you to me in judgment. In Isaiah chapter 1, chapter 1 of Isaiah, verse 27. Zion shall be redeemed with justice and her penitence with righteousness. God promises to betroth his people to himself in righteousness, in judgment, thirdly, in loving kindness. We get, we turn to Zephaniah the prophet, chapter 3, to see what God means by loving kindness. Zephaniah Chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. God promises to betroth his people to himself in righteousness, judgment, loving-kindness, fourthly, in mercies. Isaiah 54, in Isaiah 54 and verse 10, For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. That is the fulfillment of his promise to betroth his people afresh to himself in mercies. And fifthly, in faithfulness. God will betroth his people to himself in righteousness, judgment, loving-kindness, mercies, faithfulness. In Isaiah 62, verse 4, You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land any more be termed desolate, but you shall be called Hephzibah, and your land Beulah, for the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Just a word on what is meant by what God said as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. He's talking to the land of Israel and he is leaving a promise that the sons of Israel, the population of Israel, will once again 
be reunited with the land of Israel. And the comparison is of that of a young man who marries a virgin. In ancient Israel, when a young man chose his bride, there was a period of preparation and what God is saying here is there'll be a length of time the people will be reunited with their country and rejoice in being in their own land again and the other comparison is that of the bridegroom rejoicing over the bride. The bridegroom rejoices over his bride and God rejoices over his people. They are his spiritual bride. The Lord betrothes himself to repentant sinners using the same language that is here used. God betrothes himself to repentant sinners. In Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, Second Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 2, Shaul says, to the saints for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ to Messiah when we give our hearts to the Lord it is a time of betrothal and what he promised for Israel He promises for his saints. He promised Israel that he would betroth them forever in righteousness. And we get that in Romans chapter 3, verse 25 and 26. Romans chapter 3 verse 25 and 26. We'll read verse 24 as well. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Messiah Yeshua, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Yeshua. God betrothes us to himself in righteousness in judgment in Ephesians chapter 1 verses 7 and 8 in him 
in Yeshua, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. He betrothed us to himself in loving kindness, in mercies also, and in faithfulness. Titus chapter 3, verse 4. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. He betrothed us to himself in faithfulness, just as he promised to Israel. And the Bible tells us that the things that happened to Israel were for our examples. Just as God promised to betroth his people to himself in faithfulness, so he has fulfilled that promise to those who have trusted in Yeshua, the Messiah. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Yeshua, Mashiach. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it in faithfulness. Now it might be that a young man has asked, has proposed to the lady of his choice but the, the, the would-be bride needs reassuring that his proposal is sincere and he does so by promise written in writing with witnesses and sealing it with a ring and fifthly by an oath. God promises to betroth Israel to himself and we can be sure we can be sure in the words of Hebrews chapter 6 Hebrews 6 from verse 13 For when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater he swore by himself saying Surely blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply you 
And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Yeshua, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. What God promised Israel in response to their repentance, that God bestows on every repentant sinner by promise, written promise, with witnesses, with his seal. The Holy Spirit is the seal of our redemption and by his oath. By way of closing, let us pledge ourselves wholly to Yeshua and reckon that God's promise holds true in Second Timothy, we read that he is faithful, he cannot deny himself. Shall we close with a word of prayer? Our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can sing with the hymn writer, how good is the God we adore, our faithful, unchangeable friend, whose love is as great as his power and knows neither measure nor end. Tis Yeshua, the first and the last, whose spirit shall guide us safe home. We will thank him for all that is past and trust him for all that is to come. Amen. Even so, come quickly, Lord Yeshua. Amen.